so I'm going to share screen for a minute. And cool. uh, this is how we're going to open. So you, um, let's just listen to it and then tell me what you think. <laughs> okay, cool. That's fantastic. I like the comment, add Skyrim music. Welcome, everybody, to episode number three of the I Don't Think podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Geneva. I'm Audra. What's up? And today we have a special guest. Hi, my name is Mason. Very good. Very good. Hello, Mason. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome uh, as the first uh, guest of our podcast. Very happy to have you here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited to be here. Do you want us to gas you up now or wait? <laughs> um... Uh, whenever you feel fit, you can do it now. You can surprise me. It doesn't matter. All right. I'm going to gas you up right now. So okay. Mason here is has two two bands, two projects, and yes. he is one of three hosts of Shift Work Podcast, now available on Austin Public Radio. Big time, big time podcaster. Um, I guess so. We got, we got, <laughs> we got like six episodes. Um. But yeah, we're all uh, budding together. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's it's been a lot of fun. I don't know why I picked the past like year or two to finally be the one where I'm productive and finally do what I want to do. It just yeah. all sort of you you get the idea and then you sort of run with it and then at some point everything just sort of like falls together and it just works perfectly. Yeah, exactly. And even like the two uh, like music projects I have, one of them I've been doing for like eight years now. And it's just been kind of making music at home and waiting, 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 waiting. Eventually, I met Garrett. Things got a lot better. Um, and I finally have a lineup where I can play some of these songs I've had since like 2013. I was like a completely different person when I wrote them all. And uh, we put like an exorbitant amount of fucking work into it. So I'm excited to finally do that. And the other one. What's called, the name of the project? Oh, uh, that one's called Nailwalker. You can find it on Bandcamp, nailwalker.bandcamp.com. Um, there's a single on Spotify, but we have an LP coming out by the end of the year. Um, very excited. I would say the name, but I'm pretty sure we just changed it for the third time. So I'll keep that quiet. Um, the second one, it's just me and Garrett, who is on Shiftwork Podcast uh, with me as well. And we live together. He's the absolute best. Uh, it's called Sick Leave. It's like an ambient noise, kind of strange thing. Um, 
that we just had an idea for and then you know locked down couldn't go anywhere you can do it in headphones and not make any noise all the audio is direct so we would just get super drunk and play for four hours and i would cut them up into songs so <laughs> so that's, hey, been that's a lot perfect. of fun as well Whatever much, works, much less serious yeah for sure but hey i mean you're having fun with it and that's like probably one of the most important things at least yeah, absolutely. So, um, do you have you listened to, or do you currently listen to any other podcasts that are um, heralded by and hosted by women? Hosted by women. Um, first one off the top of my head, uh, your mom's house podcast. It's probably my favorite of all time. Uh, it's Christina Pazitsky, comedian, yep. <laughs> and yeah, and Tom Segura, her husband. Um, I love them both so much. I was working a job where I was traveling for work, driving like 10 hours a day, and I had already listened to a lot of podcasts, but I had an insane amount of time and I was going crazy. And somehow I stumbled across their show, I don't know, it was probably like four or five years ago, and I like haven't missed an episode since. The fart mic does not bother you. No, absolutely not. Not, not even close. I've got a pretty iron will with most things, I would say, as far as being tolerant <laughs> <laughs> well audra and i actually don't really listen to any other podcasts hosted by women yeah we we're like uh, trying to take stock and we're like oh shit and all of the ones we listen to are just men comedian men, men men podcasts yeah now that now that you say that i listen to a shit ton of podcasts almost to the point where i have a problem i'm flipping through my phone right now through all the yeah i've heard of tiger belly mostly to. because of your mom's house and like oh, the yeah. bear and the bear cave and stuff like that. I am familiar um, with those podcasts very much. Um, I, whenever I would watch them, it was mainly through YouTube. It wasn't uh, through Spotify or anything like that. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. watching the footage that they were describing. So uh, I would do that um, while I was at work or something like that. But then my job was like, hey, you can't be watching. Uh, we see you through the security cameras. You can't be watching YouTube videos. <laughs> while you're tending to the public. And I'm like, you may have a point, but I want to have fun. There's a camera right above your desk and you just totally There's two it. actually just like hone in on like each individual uh. like office. And I'm like, that's really cool. That's cool. Hey, if you're getting your shit done, you're getting your shit done. It shouldn't matter yeah. how you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're, if exactly. you're so worried, everything else should fly as long as everything gets done it doesn't bother anybody no yeah. it's, you're absolutely right there was a time where i was watching uh pretty little liars and i was on the season finale at work and it was like a complete uh a complete plot twist and i literally raised my arms up like you've got to be shitting me and i got called in to my boss's office it was like why are you why are you watching a tv show whenever you should be doing your job <laughs> and i'm like listen i'm doing my job and watching this tv show i yeah. can do more than one thing at a time they did not buy it and i got in a lot of trouble for it you know it's fine oh. let me live react let me throw my hands in the air you can qc my shit it's still good yeah seriously exactly you're just entertaining whoever's <laughs> watching the cameras which if you watch the cameras do your fucking job yeah do your don't, job don't, don't watch me don't watch me Watch the people coming in. Yeah, exactly. Man. The worst. Hate them. So your podcast, you, you and Trey and Garrett, your other hosts, came mm -hmm. up to this. I came up with this idea together uh, because y'all have y'all work really, really awful jobs. So was there ever anything that happened to you on a job where you should have just left on the spot, but you didn't? 
Yes. Um, man, it's kind of so the story I'm going to tell, it's very like you think like you would think to answer this question just by the way it's phrased like, oh, like, you know, a customer does something wrong or a manager does something awful to you or you've just had it and you walk out, which I have done many, many times. But there's one there's one specific time I was God, probably 18 or 19. And I worked for this oil field subsidiary, not in the oil field. We just made like really toxic soap. Well, they called it soap, but you know, just whatever variation of hydrochloric acid and whatever together to strip like oil off of like drill bits and oil rigs, whatever. And so mm-hmm. I had no training. They gave me this recipe book of and expected me to be a chemist. And I'm literally hanging over hydrochloric acid and gasoline and other shit with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth because I was an idiot and mixing these giant things. And at one point, you know, business starts getting a little bit better and we were going to move from one warehouse to another. So for the whole week, they're like, you can get overtime, you can work late, whatever. We just need to get every single thing moved. And it was also like a mechanic shop too. I don't know why they fuse the two together. I guess it makes sense. I don't know. Besides the point. So we had every single thing moved from the old warehouse to the new one. And the only things that were left was this Pepsi machine from, oh God, I don't know, maybe 60s or 70s. It was like made of iron. It was in like a cage. It's like the heaviest thing on the planet. And there were maybe like a dozen 50 pound bags of like sodium chloride or something, right? So my boss is like, go... (laughs) god i should know better than that sodium something what you know one of the crazier (laughs) chemicals maybe it was just salt i don't know my boss is like just go back pick everything up put it on the trailer drive it back and i'm like how do you want me to move this machine that's probably i don't know at least like two thousand pounds i have no idea and he's like well the forklift is there so forklift the machine up and just push it off onto the trailer he's like take Juan with you my buddy who i was living with and uh just drive it back and i was like well that sounds like an awful idea but i'm gonna do it anyway and the i i put all the bags of the powder on the left side of the trailer and i had like more than enough space to push it on the right so i push it off and it lands at like a 45 degree angle on the bags right so i'm like oh whatever i'll just kick it off the bags and the machine oh fell and smashed my foot Mm-hmm. and i still don't know this how my triggering my foot trauma <laughs> oh yeah and so my buddy was like helping like pick it up and i got my foot out and it, I, it was right after lunch so it was maybe like 1 2 p.m and i was like damn that's gonna hurt later and i just worked the rest of the day and i should i should have left but i guess i was in shock or something i had no pain like it was like uncomfortable and then around 4.35 when we're supposed to leave, I went to like pull my boot off and there was like blood halfway up and I couldn't get it off. And oh. I cut it, I had to cut it off with a box oh cutter and it was my right foot. So I couldn't drive. So I was driving to the ER with my left foot, like making super hard breaks. Oh, oh and, my gosh. Um, <laughs> and I guess I was still in shock because it literally didn't hurt until the next day, like after everything. I don't know what happened, but I broke all five of my toes. Oh my God. And it like it, it I don't know how there was so much blood because it was like a mosquito bite sized hole and just a bunch of blood came out of it, I guess. Well, you walked on it for like four and a half hours. So, yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but yeah, I definitely should have left. And 
even my coworker Juan was like, dude, like you should just go get it looked at. It's gonna be like super swollen. And I was like, ah, it'll be fine. My my toes are still. When I said wonky. left, I think I meant quit. And I don't think it's, it doesn't sound like you quit. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> by left I mean quit. Quit on quit on site. <laughs> uh, I did not quit. Actually, they were like, don't come back. Like, oh, well, you're cleared by a I'm, doctor. I'm clumsy. And I had my wisdom teeth taken out the next day. And then two days after that, I went back to work anyway. And he was like, okay, we'll give you work. And I just told him I was cleared and I wasn't. I was just like, what? I'm going to sit at home. Like, I got the boot. I can, I shouldn't have done it, but like, I don't know. I'm, 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 I find myself to be super stubborn with things like that. I don't know why. Um, I'll tell you this though. I worked in a chem lab and I, all of that stuff you said, I'm surprised that you still have nose hairs, um, that you didn't get nosebleeds, that, you know, yeah, nothing's burnt off your face. Good stuff. It looks that's, like that's you still, still have eyebrows. Yeah. I got yeah, super or lucky. Or they at least grew back. I only worked there maybe four months and then I got laid off because they were like, oh, you can't do anything. You broke your foot. So. Oh. <laughs> Man. Darn them for uh, being safe. Right? Come on. You're <laughs> the one that them. did this you... to me. Let me be stubborn and work against probably my best wishes. Let me violate OSHA real quick. Yeah, who's OSHA? You didn't even give me a mask. <laughs> oh, God. Come on. Oh, my God. You could have sued. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to guess, and this is going to be really obvious sounding, I, I assume. You probably never took a forklifting license in class, huh? To be fair, I never drove the forklift, and I didn't drive it that day either. I just stood on the forks and kicked it off, which, while mm. I know that's again, <laughs> uh, probably several violations, you don't need a license for it. <laughs> you don't need a license yeah, to you, stand on the Yeah, you can stand wherever the hell you want. But yeah, I, I don't recommend it. If your boss asks you to move something really heavy and metal, just don't do it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Just walk away, honestly. Audrey, you have a I should have quit story, right? Uh, actually, yeah, I have two. Uh, they're like the same exact thing. Um, right out of high school, I went to work for a bank. And about four months on the job, I got robbed at gunpoint. <gasps> and I was like 19 years old at the time. I was. It was me and one other girl um, at the bank. And this man... Uh, just lunged right at me with a pistol right in my face and oh my gosh the the whole thing lasted mm. maybe 30 seconds but to me it lasted way longer and um it, that particular bank is open seven days a week so we got robbed on a Sunday and I had work the next day I asked them after the police had gone, after everything, after they had finished questioning me and stuff like that, I had asked my manager, hey, do I have to show up for work tomorrow? And she looked at me like I was the dumb one. And oh. she said, of course you have to work tomorrow. What are you- You're on the schedule. You're on the schedule. There's no other <laughs> help. And I was just like, well, okay, I guess, you know, uh, I was, I, I got home late and my parents were like, where the hell were you? And the protocol is, you know, you can't tell anyone that you got robbed um, for some reason. Um, I, I, I don't remember the exact training because we were fully trained on what to do and what not to do during a robbery. 
and one of the things was like you can't tell you can't call your family while all of this shit is happening you have to wait until after you're done with the police and after all this other stuff is done for some particular reason i don't know it's probably ongoing investigation probably perhaps uh who knows but i mean i had to show up to my house at some point so you know i had to tell my mom hey yeah i almost died today and um you know, the gun was fully loaded. It was really cool. I, uh, I got robbed at gunpoint, mom. And she obviously didn't take it very well. And she was like, well, you're not going to work tomorrow. And I go, haha, surprise, I am. So I show up to work the next day and I get a call from one of their branch managers and word for word, she goes, hey, um, if you need to talk to anyone, here's my extension, have a nice day. And that, that was it. <laughs> That's the about, paid therapy that they offer. And they, yeah, oh. that was the you know, that it's was like the a green. rite of passage. They Honestly, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, your first robbery, like, all right, the club. Yeah, and then I got fired a month later, but I still had to like show up for trial and stuff like that. So it was really awkward oh. being in a room with all like the <laughs> like the main people and stuff. I was like, yeah, well, you know, uh, no, I don't work here. In case you fucking wanted to know. Um, and then the, I just went to another bank after that, and uh, same thing happened. Uh, although, oh my God, <laughs> the second <laughs> same guy, same fucking same guy. guy. No, 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 no. It, wasn't the, it wasn't the same guy. Uh, this one was a lot more tame. Uh, he slid a note to me. Uh, it said, "Give me all your money, bitch." And then he proceeded to request the denominations <laughs> that he wanted. <laughs> no, it's completely hilarious because I look and I, I looked at the note and then I look at him like, you've got to be shitting me. Like this can't happen again. And, you know, the thing was, is like, I saw him from so far away. Like I already knew, like once you get robbed, you already have that sense of like, oh, okay, some shit's yeah. about to go down. Um, so I saw him from far away walking over here, circling the bank that I was working for at the time. And then he came in when no one was there and, you know, he slid the note and then like he flashed me his gun in his pocket or waistband, whatever. And I was like, all right, you know, here's the fucking money. Obviously I'm not going to tell you, no, I'm not an idiot. Um, so that one wasn't as bad that one. Um, you know, I went to work the next day, no big deal. Uh, but the first one was so traumatic. Uh, it took a very long time for me to not flinch or uh, freak out when people would make sudden movements or, you know, whenever people put their wallet in their back pocket, you know, yeah. they reach for it. Uh, you know, it took a long time for me not to uh, flinch whenever people would reach for their pocket. And I'm like, man, this shit sucks. I fucking hated it here. And for seven dollars and sixty-five cents an hour, oh, I should. I minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a. It was above minimum wage by fifteen cents, sir. Um. Ugh. Yeah. So for seven sixty-five, uh, it was absolutely ridiculous. I should have quit on the spot, but I did not. I have to ask. Did you have like one of the? call the cops buttons is yeah. that a real thing yes okay. yeah it, it's a silent alarm for sure and the thing is is like you're supposed to do it after they leave after they leave yes yeah i didn't do that though i pressed it while he was there hell so, yeah okay but hey guys coast is clear cops y'all it's safe for y'all now come over yeah for sure scared him away the thing is 
the reasoning for pressing it after is if the cops show up while he's there, it could very easily have turned into a hostage situation and, you know, more people could have gotten injured or, you know, killed. So all of that knowledge went out the window as soon as that gun was pointed to my face. So I was pressing the shit out of that button while he was there. uh, And like, whenever he came in, my back was facing him. So I had to turn around to all that mess. And I had to like step away to get my money to give to him. But like, he told me I couldn't move. So I was just like, do you want the money or not? Because I have to step away to get it. It's not like right here in front of me. And, you know, he didn't appreciate the sass, but, you know, he got what he wanted. So whatever. Uh, or a couple weeks after that. good customer service during the robbery. Yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple weeks on later. The yeah. Uh, do you have a, an employee survey? Can I have your employee num- number, please? Um, a couple weeks after that, he got caught in San Antonio uh, doing the same exact thing. You know, he had still the money that he stole from that bank in his vehicle and all that other stuff. Whenever we went to trial, he had his girlfriend staking out that branch that I was at for like at least a month before they even attempted to rob. So there was like photos of us in their car and just like a whole schedule. Uh, Whoa, it was a, that it was is a whole. It was a whole operation. Scarier. Yeah, tell me about it. It was a whole operation. Wow. And, you know, it was really interesting to hear that in trial. And, um, you know, uh, I hope I never have to go through that again, because uh, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> you don't work for a bank now, do you? Maybe no, that's not I, a good job for you. <laughs> no, no, I don't work for a bank now. Um, in, this, in this job, I'm, I, I feel a lot more secure. But, you know, there still good. definitely could uh, potentially have something bad happen. But, you know... Um, Hopefully it doesn't. Yeah, hopefully not. You, you know, they say things come in threes, but it's been a while since the second one. I think you're clear. Hopefully, man, I hope so. (laughs) It's been like six years since that happened. Oh, it's good. It's good. Well, since the second one happened, (laughs) much longer since the. Yeah, I remember that call when you called me. I was in class, and I remember like declining your call and saying, "Sorry, I'll get back to you." I'm I'm in English class. And I call you and you go, hey, you know, I got a, uh, I got held at gunpoint. And I was like, oh shit, are they gonna like pay for therapy or anything? And you go, oh no, I go, I go to, I'm, no, nothing like that. No, 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 it was fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I told him to hold on a minute. You apparently he was upset. You, I was rude. Yeah, I he's in jail on his cricket phone, leaving <laughs> bad Yelp reviews over and over. <laughs> I, I need to speak to the 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 CEO of the bank. I, I need to talk about an ex employee. I know with like jobs and stuff like that, you make you make friends while you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever worked with friends or like, do you encourage friends to work together in a professional setting? Or do you think that it would like tarnish a friendship if they're not good enough employees that you find out? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I have a pretty positive stance on this. I've worked with several friends like it it would literally take me a few minutes to think about how many times i've worked with friends um it's pretty much always been a positive experience for me um 
I can 100% see where it wouldn't be. If anyone's like above me, whether it's someone I know, even, you know, even if it was a family member, like I've had like one of my best friends in the world was my boss at one point, And like, we never had a problem. Honestly, I find that I have a real, I have a real problem with authority as a whole. And for whatever reason, you think that that would kind of backfire having a friend above you, but it, it was, it was fantastic. It's almost like, I know you, I know you're a good person. I respect you. Therefore, it's much easier for me to just be like, yep, I'll do it. No problem. Um, and pretty much every single time I haven't had anything negative. If anything, it's been better. Cause you're like, oh, it's like our Friday. Do you want to get a drink? You know, you get to go get lunch with them whatever um yeah and even though i've had tons and tons and tons of like you know awful uppers whether it was like a restaurant manager or like my project manager or just whatever um even if i feel like even if someone i knew was being shitty I would feel much better about it because I know who they are and then it'd be easier to talk to them about it. But again, I can fully see where that would go wrong. I've like even lived with people I was super close with when I was really young and it didn't work. So, you know, I got, I got lucky with one out of the two situations, I guess, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense that if, if you were working with friends and you knew they were kind of like not up to par with whoever's standards and pull them aside and be like, Hey man, probably shouldn't do what you're doing or you know resolve whatever you need to resolve but you know come on like oh yeah just uh get your shit together i think yeah, you might exactly. just have good friends because i've been yeah, in that, that situation and, it, and it's been hell <laughs> <laughs> it's because i guess my friends are just really shady workers yeah i mean i do have great friends um and you know maybe if i was like a superior to someone else in a job that I was friends with it wouldn't have worked but that has never happened I don't know if that's like a, a product of my character or the fact that when I have a job I don't like if anyone offers me even like 75 more cents I will I'm out I'll leave you know like it's you don't you, don't, you leave the <laughs> clock running you don't even bother clocking out exactly um <laughs> I cannot even tell you how many times I've been at a job that has just fucking like grinded me down to the bone. I'm fucking so angry. I go into work angry every day and I do my job even better than I otherwise would to like spite how much I hate it. And then like some, and then I'll, I'll just leave. If someone texts me like, Hey, you got this job and it's something I want more. I've only put in a two weeks, a couple times. And I've had like 15 jobs in my life. Um, I even put in a month's notice at a job I was at for fuck, like over two years. And I made it to literally my second to last shift. And I got so upset in the last that I left and my manager, I respected so much. His name is Trevor. He's the fucking best. And I walked up to him and I was like, Trevor, I I'd been at work. Like I should say before I'd been at work. Like I think five and a half hours later than I should have been as I was there oh from eight to like, it was like two 45 in the morning and I was supposed to be back at eight. And I was like, Trevor, I love you. I respect you. And then I named everyone else that I did. And I was like, I know you work in the morning. It was my last day. I'm not coming in. I'm sorry. And he looked at me and he was like, fuck you, man. And then I left. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, man. You know what? 
Like, you're like, you know what? Fine. At least I have the decency to give you a month's notice. I could have just not done that. Yeah, seriously. But that's a lot oh of time. Well. That's yeah, that that's is like a, a lot of time. Amount. Yeah, I that was the best group of people I'd ever worked with. Um, I hated the job and I had a couple awful managers, but even like most of my managers, almost all my employees, I made so many friends there. I had like relation like at like romantic relationships come out of it. Um, I cared about all those people so much. And I was so like sad to actually leave them that I was like, I'm going to do the month so that I can, you know, kind of get all this out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it was, it was a good idea. I, I feel like I did it correctly. Up I'll until buy, the end. You know, yeah. <laughs> until the very end. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That, that's absolutely fair. Um, for, for me, it's the, the type of work that I've done. I enjoy a lot. It's always the coworkers and the supervisors that make it the absolute shittiest time uh, while you're there. And then whenever I go home, I'm just like, well, I guess it's not so bad. At least I'm working. And, you know, it's just a, a, an endless cycle of that. I, I don't want to say I'm like that right now <laughs> because I probably have coworkers <laughs> listening to this. But, you know, uh, I, if they're the coworkers I'm thinking of, then they can understand on a on a personal level of like, oh, yeah, it's not us. It's your boss. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's yeah, I, I agree completely with this sentiment of like, fuck this. I hate this. And then you get home and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. That would happen to me every single day. I would go to the bar next door with all my coworkers. Um, and just to kind of give you an idea, I worked at Pluckers in the busiest one in Austin. On weekends, I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they would sell like $150,000. They'd make like one hundred fifty grand in three days. Like it was so busy. Jesus. And I would like curse yeah. it the whole time. And then the second I got to the bar after, I was like, and you could decompress and like bitch about it with everybody. I was like, oh, I like it. And then the second I go in, it was opposite. So th- that push and pull is super strange. And I've only had that at a couple jobs. Usually it's very black and white but you know not for that situation yeah that's what keeps you in the shit work the good people around you absolutely i'm all for shit talking if someone's not pulling their weight speaking of that my fucking slack is going off right now on my phone with my notes that i have pulled up way to go yeah i yeah i i feel that completely um i don't talk a lot of shit but when it's needed it's it's needed absolutely so you you're kind of like a curator now right a little bit in a way um or you work for one not yeah i work for one essentially um i'm an art handler slash installer now i fucking love my job which i have never said in my life so it's (laughs) a huge relief to be able to say that um yeah I, i work at a gallery and it's it's been just i don't know i don't know how to explain it um i've been into you know art essentially my whole life mostly music um as far as like a physical medium you know not even remotely the same way I've been into music and it's been hard to find a job in you know the field that I initially wanted to go into and this is like adjacent enough to where I'm completely happy and our gallery has just absolutely insane shit like even I was doing all the inventory in the back and I couldn't believe what I came across that was literally sitting on a felt shelf like we have like a we have a few Banksies that are between like a million and $1.5 million. We have like original dollies. 
we have like Richard Hamilton's, like Basquiat's, like anything you can think of. They're just like sitting around, and some of these like pieces are like talked about constantly everywhere and like a hundred years old and it's just like sitting in front of me on a shelf and it's it's super crazy and so i take care of i could like the ben stiller in the night at the museum yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) it's uh (laughs) i essentially like i take care of a ton of different things like i have i wear probably like 15 different like small hats and um when consultants sell art, I essentially go to incredibly, incredibly wealthy people's houses and install them. I even went to somebody's house a couple well, of weeks ago. How's your ago. wine and cheese talk? Um, pretty good. I actually uh, Get, bartended. Yeah, how do you gas them up? Yeah. Um, I'm not super great at it. It's why, like, I can, I can bullshit. I can talk with anybody. I can compliment anybody's shit. I know how to like make strangers feel good about themselves and what they have. And like, I can talk about the weather from the night before and like laugh and make jokes and whatever. And with a lot of these people, I'm finding it. It's like real sixty forty. Like, probably forty percent of the time, shit I say doesn't hit. And I'm like, man, it, it kills me because it works with everybody else, you know. Scratching off the list. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I can butter anyone up in a professional setting. So I thought, except people that have like zillions and millions of dollars. And man, I don't know how to tell you this, but they're probably just, you know, like assholes who really don't have to be nice to people anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. In, Once you hit in, X amount of. Yeah. And they're probably just what art portfolio to to balance taxes and all sorts of they have like X amount of purchases they have to make a year. So for them, they're like, you don't have to be fucking be nice to me. Just put it on the wall. Leave. Exactly. And I've found that people are either very cold, like in that same manner, or like so nice that I'm like, wow, like maybe not all rich people suck. I actually, God, I really, mm, I can't do it. I can't believe you just said that. I signed an agreement, but I delivered or I installed it somebody's house who's real fucking famous that i can tell y'all off air i want to say it's so bad but i signed matthew mcconaughey it's all yeah it's matthew mcconaughey it's It's grimes you know it's grimes grimes yeah or uh joe rogan wanted uh wanted uh to that degree however (laughs) i it worked today we have like three or four locations and i went to uh just like one of the smaller ones to pick up a few pieces for the show we're doing and the curator was like she's brand new she hasn't sold anything she had my position at another location and just got promoted so she's always like giving me tips and stuff on how to you know kind of beat the system and she was like i haven't sold anything and you just missed joe rogan coming in here to buy art and she was like i might actually make some fucking money for once and i was like you just had like more money walking here than has come in the gallery in probably like six months like like the main one and i was like you'd and she like got his info and he was like gonna, she's like he's gonna come by and buy some pieces and i was like dude you hit because they all work for it's all commission no salary so i was like you hit the fucking jackpot like wow. if you can do this nice like I, you'll you'll be good monetarily for a long time so i, I thought that was like pretty exciting i don't know that but. could be you six months from now oh i'm selling I'm, a conservative podcast not necessarily rogan but um what is the other one he's like banned on everything Oh, InfoWars. Scanner Alex Jones. Yeah, you can be the Alex Jones guy. I I think Alex Jones's messages and him him as a human, the fucking awful person. 
but when he goes like super off the road and he talks about like the frogs turning gay i mm-hmm. find it super amusing um i'm waiting for my alex jones sighting i know a few people that have seen him like walking down the street in austin uh even one of my professors ended up having dinner at his house because his his wife knew like alex jones's new girlfriend and she like told me all the crazy shit about it and him doing his act like drunk with his shirt off in his house and <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's crazy damn i want to go to that dinner party oh yeah can you, in... can you imagine what his house looks like it's a I... mcmansion for sure no mm-hmm. way he has art in there that did not come from Ho- Ho- hobby lobby from oh, hobby no. lobby yeah, you, ashley's you, they they bought it off the the suspended um the suspended hangers <laughs> from Ashley's or rooms to go and they're like all right this will do oh yeah like the when you go to the stage rooms in Ikea and they have like the paper art in the frame just like I'll take that uh yeah I will not replace <laughs> yeah. this with actual art I will just keep the sample thank you very much yeah why would you that that's the that's the gold mine that you got to tap into right there you got to convince that man that the the demo artworks that they have at La Quinta is he could do better hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- that i could probably do but you know i through having all the shitty jobs that i've had i feel very like if i'm not doing something i guess you could deem like somewhat manual labor i feel like kind of purposeless almost i feel like it's gonna really limit me at some point in my life like like if if they gave me i don't know like a consultant position or whatever and had like all the training and whatever it's so like detached from my personality mm-hmm. that like I think I would have like a, a pretty rough time adapting. I, I, I'm sure I could because I've worn so many hats doing different jobs that I'm sure I could get used to it and be fine. But man, it would be like a really fucking rough adjustment period. Uh, you know, I think about that a lot, actually. Blue collar switching to the white. Hell yeah. Oh, blue's a much <laughs> better color. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I actually brought up the word or brought up curating because I actually um so when we first uh invited you on I looked at mm-hmm. your Instagram and I was like okay it's a lot of posts so we went down to the first post I don't know if oh, you yeah. noticed that we liked your first post I did you've ever made <laughs> you have uh quite a few collages and a lot of them uh oh, with the weather of the day yeah I, I I was in high school, I would like to say. I've had that Instagram a very long time. This was um, this is a lot of college stuff. You were an adult. <laughs> oh damn, really? I haven't gone through yeah. my Instagram. What 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 what's the post? I'll probably remember it if you say what it is. Here we go. All right. So it's a picture of you in a dark room and your eyes okay. are wide open. And okay. the local weather is forty-eight degrees, high fifty, low forty-five. Caption early cold sleepy, day three. These mornings have not yet accepted me as one of their own. <laughs> Hashtag VSCO Cam. Oh, Vosco Cam. Morning. Oh, my God. Mason confirmed a Vosco girl. Oh, you're killing me. Okay, I remember exactly what that was. Is that where you put all your ass actually. pics? You still yeah. have that account? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I actually remember that. Funny enough, I was painting a bunch of houses that Trey, who the, is one of my co-hosts on the podcast, his like cousin bought or something and they ended up ended up having a bunch of asbestos and we were like getting sick but we were repainting these houses and it sucked and i oh remember that God. that was when i started drinking energy drinks and i had a real problem 
for a super long time until like a year ago and now i'm back on it so (laughs) yeah well that was actually the next post i was gonna bring up another collage Uh with you half monster energy drink half your face so Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's your lifeblood let's play and the caption is let's play quote mason has to be up before everyone and drinks monster on an empty stomach day two hashtag vsco cam Day two. I was so self-indulgent. Oh my god! I man, it's so funny you're bringing this shit up. I uh, I feel like a fucking tool. Um, oh, oh, I got one. I got one. Okay, so okay. it's a screenshot of a six a.m. alarm. It's you covering your face. So like you're looking down, you're going ah, in a car. Looks like, and then uh, caption is and so comma college begins. Yeah, uh, I've also dropped out three times since then. I didn't finish it all. So which um, one was that time? That that was the first time. Okay. Um, I had grown my hair out and then cut it because a girl I was dating wanted me to. Big mistake. Never I really cut your hair for somebody. Never cut Hell your hair. No. I have made that mistake as well, and I Ever. regret it completely. Absolutely. I'm still, tr- I'm still trying to grow that shit out. So unfair. However, you should trim your ends at least once every yeah. two months. Mine yeah. are awful right now. I haven't in like a year and a half. It's oh all my dead. god, my. Look at that. Yeah, you got to trim those. Look at that broomstick. Look at the broom. What are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, God. So, I take can't scissors stop. right now. I, oh, no. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about those posts. I, <laughs> I, I was not quite, like, fucked by life then and pretty self-indulgent in posting things that I thought people needed to know about my life. And now it's – I feel like my post is like, hey, it's this thing I worked on or, like, some ambiguous, like – well, now it'll give you the time to archive a lot of stuff. I definitely did that. I think I have maybe 200 plus, but before I archived, I had like 4,000, maybe two to 4,000 Instagram Whoa, posts. Post? Yeah. Holy shit. That's a yeah. lot. I thought I had a lot. Yeah, no, mine were pretty awful, but mine are mine were really terrible. Geneva can confirm. Oh, yeah, no, hers were, hers are still pretty bad. A lot of flower crowns, a lot of... Um, Hell yeah. So I did a thing... <laughs> what okay now i have to look at mine because i don't think i have any flower crowns in there i, I think I, the, the, I, I think the flower crowns got a whole new uh new look with i've been saying for like since the movie came out i want to be the fucking may queen from midsummer for halloween uh, just yeah. as, an, as an excuse oh to like God, not have yes. to wear pants and i can wear like a long dress but it would i was gonna do it last year but COVID you would shit, make like, an amazing may queen you really I, would I, I think it would be a funny have some mushroom tea very true i that, that would that sounds like a great halloween to me honestly i prefer to just oh my God. Yeah, them, halloween's but... gonna happen this year i'm excited yeah like, well, you, you can grind them up put them in applesauce yeah you can do, do what they did a little saffron tea i looked yeah. up that recipe that they that they have made in midsummer delicious apparently sand yeah. mushrooms which i don't think that ari aster posted the full yeah, yeah i, don't think I, I so. would i would be afraid of like i don't know the potency getting fucked with i prefer to just drink seven to nine beers and then just eat what i'm gonna eat <laughs> i gotta today was the first day and since i was like 25 that i experienced uh, a life-altering hangover i really? called audra and i was like my face is swollen i'm gonna vomit let me let me tell you me multiple times i want to fucking die what did you drink specifically? Yeah. Tell really us. Bad. Oh, well, let's let's walk you through the night. Okay, so it starts off. It's 8.30 p.m. Uh, we, sh- we show up late to uh, the grand opening of the Water Street Village location of La Bruquita. So 
I don't nice. know if you know Taylor, but uh, her storefront opened up. She had champagne. I had two glasses of champagne, really cheap champagne. No offense, Taylor. Um, and <laughs> then I had a pickle beer and then Ooh. a tall boy of Austin East Sider's pineapple. That's what and then. Mean. Oh, it's too much sugar. It's so, That's, so yep. awful, awful, awful. And then I had two Tito's, um, Tito's and Tito's and what is the soda? Tito's and soda. Soda. And then I had a Michelob Ultra, bigger one. And then uh, I tally if I tally them up, I didn't have them all at the same time, but three tequila shots, and then a fireball shot, and then I think that's it. In, very impressive. You had um, quite an evening. I understand why you had that kind of hangover. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's, but so sugar and booze does not like me, even though I tend to like it. And, but usually I'm okay, but it's, I feel like the more different drinks you have fucks you up. Cause there's been times where I had like four or five drinks, they were all vastly different. And I was like fucking hung over. And I've had nights where I drink that I don't even know how many beers like over, 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 over again. And I'm fine in the morning. So I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that <laughs> out of all of those. The one that Bad. at least would do me in the most is the East ciders. They're, they're delicious, but Ooh, they, they like I'll get a headache 30 minutes after sometimes they pack on the sugar like, for sure. I feel like apple ciders are supposed to be just for kids who are drinking underage or for people on to catch a predator. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't yeah. think I've ever actually bought <laughs> cider now that I think of it, but I've had a bunch. So it, it was someone trying to, is an old Just man trying to lure me in and I forgot. I, I don't know. Either Chris Hansen was in the other room or, you know, you were underage. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I should out myself because I'm very proud of this. Um, I, while I've had a very long drinking career, I didn't have a four loco for a super, super, super long time. And like, a, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, Ugh. Garrett and I were like, we'd both never had one. And he was like, let's go try them. And so we tried all the flavors, like a couple days, like try like two couple days, do one couple days, do two. And I learned that most of them are gross, but when you get a good one on the right day, it's fantastic. I'm a big for loco advocate oh that reminds me of my studio b days um we would go to the gas the stripes across the street and um at the time i was very underaged and i would get a friend to go buy a four loco for me and uh, i would share it amongst friends but uh, after a while you know it ended up it stayed in my hands so I was the one who mainly drank it. Uh, I remember the first time I drank a Four Loco, I could have sworn I got the flu the next day because I was so fucking sick after drinking. I think it it wasn't even a good one. It was a grape one. It was disgusting. Oh, I love grape. Oh, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> like you probably like all grape stuff. If you like grape probably. Four Loco, you just grape everything. They have a sour oh, grape uh, now that's actually... 14% alcohol instead of 12. Wow. Great fire. Holy shit. I, I highly it's recommend it. one of those it. and you're good. They they <laughs> yeah. got rid of a lot of the, well, they don't, maybe they still make them, but I can find them every once in a while. But they got rid of like watermelon and strawberry lemonade. 
and those are my two favorite. Now it's all like the the fourteen percent ones that um, man, it feels like they have even more sugar, which is gnarly. There's one that's supposed to taste like Swedish fish, and it's fucking gross. But the gold Ew. one's good; tastes like Red Bull. But uh, I applaud you for drinking Por Loco at Studio B. I've been to, I've been going to Studio B a super long time. I feel like that's a rite of passage. And yeah, no, it really yeah, is. That's a DIY venue, DIY concert venue in Corpus Christi for anybody who has not been. Well, now it's, it's now uh, called the NASA. The NASA, the NASA yeah. yeah. I I would buy Steel Reserve. It's just malt malt liquor in cans. I think it's like eight oh, or yeah. nine percent. And it's actually really good, but the second it gets below like ice cold, it's a little bit gnarly. Oh man, yeah, I can't. That usually believe... means it's really bad. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I I can't even believe how just drunk I got underage, and then would just like get in the car with strangers to take me back to my part of town or whatever. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that's that's how you do it. That's how mm -hmm. that's how you did it. Yeah, and you I ended your up fingers. It works I ended out. up knowing, I don't know, probably at least three quarters of the people that were there any anyway from doing that and they all ended up being good people nice so i i definitely i definitely miss those times i could i could go for a good studio b show right now oh absolutely they're reopening in june oh nice nice so yeah well, you can uh, pop in for a show day. i'm and they're gonna be outdoor back, so shows will... nice speaking of shows yep. whenever you'd go there um and you would like See someone that you were following on some sort of social media, but you've never fully introduced yourself. Uh, were uh, you one of those guys that would message them later and was like, hey, I saw you at the show and I wanted to say hi. Were you one of those? I don't believe so. Um, but I also don't remember making, well, I remember making the post, but I haven't like the Instagram post you told me earlier with like the screenshots. <laughs> mm -hmm. I also can't believe I used to do that. So there might have been a time or two where I did, but as far as like my memory, mm -hmm. I would say no, mostly because when I started really going, I was with like a big group of people. And even though there were girls I had crushes on that were like going to the shows, they were within my like kind circle. of in my circle. Yeah. So I don't believe so. Um, I might have I might have DM'd people I know and been or that I went with and was like, hey, I had fun. <laughs> You know? Yeah, that's that's close cool seeing you. Yeah, it was really nice seeing you. Yeah, it was. It was. Super we should hang cool. out later. Maybe we should go to Thai Cottage on Tuesday. Oh, uh, there we go. Thai Cottage <laughs> Tuesday, seven thirty. Be there, be square. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, good fucking times. Yeah, that shit was so good. Yeah, for sure. That's so funny. I, we all had formative experiences there. Oh, I I have so many. Most of them I probably should not tell on the internet but yeah very, very formidable experiences for sure oh absolutely there, well there used to be like before they had the outside stage there was this like abandoned fridge in the back yeah i would always oh, go yeah. pee back there and i would open the freezer every time and look and there was a box of lucky charms in it that was like super old it might have been empty but just the box was in there mm -hmm. and i would look at it for years and it was like <laughs> I had to do it. And I remember there was one time I was about to leave and I was like, oh my God, I didn't go look. And I would look and it was still there. And I saw it every time for years until they built that outside stage. Oh man. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't sad that it was gone, but I don't know why that was a thing I would like check But you certainly couldn't pee time. unless you had seen it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I don't know what it was. 
And it's one of those things you probably didn't tell any of your friends either. It was just something like a little private ritual. Really, like, oh, yeah, gosh, I'm check like a, for sure. A checklist. Um, <laughs> I've asked people like more recently. You know, someone talks about seeing the demons. Like, hey, you ever see? You ever look in the fucking freezer? What do you <laughs> And I don't think anyone's told me yes. I th- I'm I think Garrett told me that he re- like vaguely remembered seeing it, but I don't believe anyone else had. I don't know. Maybe you know maybe it was known just, Garrett. I th- I, he told me the other day. I think he's in middle school. Something yeah, like it's like oh mm-hmm. six. Yeah, damn, that's a long time. I met Garrett at Studio B. That's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah Audra yeah. and I were uh, in prep for this. She had just you told she uh, messaged me. Said I'm just now connected that Garrett from uh, middle school is the same Garrett on Shiftwork podcast. Because <laughs> I had just I had just followed y'all's podcast Instagram like maybe a I think it was yesterday. And I was scrolling through the photos, and I was like, "Hey, that's Garrett from middle school." I didn't, uh, man. I yeah, I was very late to the game. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't look like middle school Garrett at all. Yeah, I was Not like, even, "Whoa, this is fourteen anymore." Yeah, wow, an adult. This is insane. <laughs> yeah, I am also completely unrecognizable from that time, so I understand. It has been like a secret weapon at times. Like I used to work at Hard Knocks by the Palace on Everhart. Mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. would it was like a few years after high school but i had like grown my hair out i had a, I had a huge beard at the time and people from high school would come in and get hammered all, all the time and i could observe them up close like i was at the zoo and and they would know it was me and if it was someone i liked <laughs> then i could just introduce myself like hey you remember me i look different so um that was did anyone like say you know actually i don't remember you i, I don't not at all have we met no to be fair, I don't think I actually said like, "Hey, you remember me?" or Mason to anyone. I did run into a girl I went to elementary school with on Sixth Street a few years ago, like in, on like Thirty Sixth, and I was like, "That fucking has to be her." She looks ex- like she's probably t- at the time she was probably twenty three, and I was like, "She looks the same as she did You're when like we were fucking in. five years You're old." Courageous. This is insane. <laughs> yeah. And and so I go on Facebook and I just typed her name in. And we're like we had mutual friends, and I was like clicked on her profile, and I was like, "Yeah, she looks the same." And I was like, "Hey, I'm like Mason. I went to elementary school with you. I don't know why the fuck I even went up and said hi." And she was like, <laughs> "What?" Looked at me like, "Who the like, fuck like, are you?" Yeah, exactly. And I was like, "I just realized how weird that is. Like, I'm sorry." Who and I walked Mason? off, and she was like, "Oh, Mason," and it like clicked with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was. I I regretted that one. Like as I was talking, I was like, "Why am I doing this?" I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't, it's not going to change anything. What, am I going to catch up with her since I last saw her in, like, fourth grade or something? Right. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, so now I just <laughs> avoid people like the plague. Which I for sure have a similar story uh, over quarantine. Well, well, yeah, at the height, at the beginning of, of quarantine, uh, we were all, I was all, I was in a group chat with a bunch of people who were playing Animal Crossing and there was this uh one person his name is joshua um we like became mutuals and stuff like that we we started following each other on instagram and twitter and stuff like that and then um he sent me a screenshot of our friendship on facebook we had been friends already on facebook for seven years I went to pre-K with this man. I had known him (laughs) since we were four and I had no idea who the fuck he was on Twitter until I, we made that connection and we were like, holy shit. Like there's no fucking way that we've been talking this whole time with everyone else. And like, we had no fucking clue. 
um and you know it was That's really insane. awesome <laughs> yeah I mean, he's a really good friend so you know uh you know sometimes i'll think about it and laugh but um you know um <laughs> we were just like what are the fucking odds like it is the smallest world because i went to at that time i was living in beeville so you know it was oh, a waste yeah i know you know it's fine i don't really remember much um uh probably for a good reason uh and so you know it was like this small private school there and um uh we were just like whoa what the fuck this is insane uh but yeah you know we're still really good friends and um you know it's pretty awesome <laughs> that's super cool so if y'all had lots of like friendships born through the internet i have i'm just i'm just curious like like any, right have you here, like baby. met anyone anything like that oh yeah <laughs> very yeah. true yeah have for you sure. like met anyone that you've known online for like a super long time yes um actually uh i it was during myspace time the myspace days we had kind of transitioned from myspace to facebook and as we got older um we eventually met and it, you know, it was really awesome so it, it like wasn't awkward when you met up after like just being friends online, anything like that? Um, actually, yeah, I kind of, but I think that's just my fault. I'm just already like a nervous person. <laughs> um, so just like having a physical person in front of me, yeah. I'm like, oh God, uh, you're real. Uh, okay, now I actually can't be um, a weirdo. I have to be a functioning member of society um, and not, you know, look at my phone while you're talking to me. I understand. I, I just opt to just be a weirdo anyway. Just kind of hope hope something sticks to the wall when I talk. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Uh, so, you know, a lot of it seeps through, and um, you know, it's part of me now. Yeah, I I understand completely. Like I, I for, it's funny for somebody that like makes music and does a podcast. Like I I hate hearing myself talk. Like I I will probably go back and listen to like twenty minutes of this. Just like go to the middle and hate myself most likely and even when no, I you have good radio podcast, voice you yeah really you have do. a really like, you have a really good voice oh uh, thank you um it's like just, crushed velvet thank you so much yeah just I don't know I I know everyone like hates the sound of their own voice I'm like oh why did I say that yada yada but um I don't know what it is like even when I edit our podcast like I add in the little sound bites and shit throughout it and mm -hmm. I I really we really don't I've only cut I think one thing out of all the episodes because we just went on a tangent and it was like really fucking boring and dumb and I was like we're getting rid of this so I listened to the whole thing and pause and then replay and like go get samples from online and like mix them in and do all this shit so I I hear it I hear the episode like two or three times as a whole before it comes out so I'm like sick of it and then I like I'll literally like if someone will call me when I'm done editing I'm like, I don't even want to, like, what dumb shit am I going to say now? Like, <laughs> I'm going to listen to myself talk for, you know, way too, <laughs> way too long. Honestly, whenever I edit, I, I really don't mind listening. Um, I think it's pretty funny. And um, especially the stuff that we talk about and just like, oh, yeah, that was really funny whenever we were talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. The, the fun, the fun thing is like, we record the episode, I do the audio, I give the audio to Garrett, Garrett does the video. And then, and Garrett hates doing the video. Like I, I hate, I don't hate doing the audio eh, sometimes either way. It's neither here nor there. Um, whenever he does like funny edits or whatever, zooms in on things. It's so much fun. Cause I'll just be watching TV and he's like doing it on his computer with headphones on. And then he's like, look, look, look. And he like turns the computer to me and he'll play it. And I don't know why, but I get such a fucking kick out of 
like seeing what he's gonna come up with next and literally every episode there's something that makes me laugh even harder like we we did that episode i think it's called uh ghost of wayne static because i was using an old interface and it started fucking up and it sounded like a ghost all was crackling and we said something about the band static x like the shitty new metal band from early 2000s and garrett like edited in like tv fuzz and like like wayne static's face that came in slowly over like 10 minutes and i think it's the funniest wow. fucking thing yeah if you if you listen to shipwork podcast the youtube channel and watching it on that is maybe better i like it more uh i i listened to the one where you uh shit yourself at work and oh, yeah. you're and then you like you're, oh and then you got bit by a dog yeah um which oh, we're not, that's right that's right yep and uh, in the video, uh, you're, you're like, show, you show your ass to like, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to Carrot and Trey. And I'm like, I gotta see if he shows his ass because you're like, oh, I was gonna be on the video one. Uh-huh. And Garrett just edited on like a first place trophy on your ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I honestly, to be fair, I would have no problem with my ass being on the internet like that, but I, I thought it would get pulled. And a part of me was Probably. like, we, yeah. we get like 30 views. But I know there's someone out there going from video to video that works for fucking YouTube, you know, flagging shit. Yeah. Yours but, is up uh, there. Yours is on the list. Don't worry. Yeah, I actually never made this connection till now, but maybe that dog bit me because my ass was shitty. Uh, I, never, I never thought about that's it. Good. No, man. <laughs> I cleaned up the best I could. I was happy with it, but you know, you never know. Everybody oh. go after this episode, go listen to that one. I mean, it's it's probably my favorite shift trick episode. I probably have listened to it like five times yeah really? yeah, I'm, yeah. Right. I'm right i'm right about on on that count as well yeah i re-listen to all you your say episodes that. definitely more than once that's awesome thank y'all um <laughs> it, it's so funny to hear that because out of all the ones we've done that was my least favorite i don't know why um because really wow record for like a month because of the freeze and like my oh schedule god was crazy yeah and trey's always doing some like strange activity at night and can't record so we're like pretty sporadic with it um like even today i was like oh like um we record like late tonight and trey's like oh i'm building uh like a cornhole set for my backyard i can't (laughs) sorry it's arts and crafts sunday i can't record. yeah exactly or like i'm making (laughs) sourdough pizza always some shit like that which good for you dude so we'll we're gonna close it out with this uh you prepped a question and i'm like thinking about i'm like fuck is this too dark but i'm gonna ask you anyway so what is something that should have broke you, but ended up just being inconvenient? Okay, so yeah, I'll get real dark with it because I thought about um, like what my answer was going to be for this for a while. And a lot of things just like really don't bother me almost to the point where I couldn't pick like an isolated incident. Um, but probably the biggest thing that kind of fits this category, I had just a super crazy um life from fuck probably 12 to i don't know really about like 23 as as long as this went on but i just have a really shitty dad and um you know started off slow got worse over time and everything is good now um my parents are divorced we don't talk to him anymore he's like sober now so we know he's fine it's like everything's fine you know i'll preface that before this i i have no like ill feelings anything i just want to do my own thing it's all good um 
but yeah my dad was nuts i could it would take me forever to explain like the kind of severity and how like strange everything was but uh he would even like break into my room at like three in the morning on a school night when i'm like 13 or 14 take out a sharpie and like write a receipt for what i owed him for like rent and light and uh-huh. food on the wall when mm-hmm. i could legally get a job and he like was super fucked up once and drove his car into the gate uh on our street going like 80 miles an hour on purpose and like the car's on fire and totaled and he pulls it in the driveway and he like stumbles out and we call the cops and he's like on his hands and knees begging the cops like please don't take me in front of my family and i'm like we all fucking take him cops don't take him i lose faith in police forever you know just real simple things it was it was like that like boom 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 forever and it was kind of funny because i wouldn't talk to too many people about it but not in like in i have no one to talk to or like i don't want to talk about it kind of way it was just like oh dad sucks you know gotta do what i gotta do get out of here Mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. in like the heaviest of situations i handled it super well and i was fucking really young for a lot of it and um even like one isolated time came to mind and um that this is what i want to talk about um something you know really crazy happened kind of to that level and my mom was in europe for like a month you know didn't have a phone all that and i didn't know what to do thankfully i had a vehicle and um so I just waited till that night and it, it was literally like one of the most jarring experiences of my life. And I didn't even, I didn't even trip. I just hung out in my room. I waited till the nighttime and at like 3 AM, something like that. I called my buddy, Chris, and I was like, Hey man, what are you doing? And he was like still up from the night before. And I'm like, Oh, do you want to just like stay up all night? Just like go drive around, do whatever. And we would just drive around for like 12 hours and smoke cigarettes and listen to music. And I, I'd go like, ocean all the way back to south side and then i go to port a i come back to ocean again just over and over and we just did that and we're like laughing and laughing you know having a good time like sun comes up you know go get breakfast whatever and uh it around like noon that day we we were still up and i just like told him what happened and he was like dude you're not like tripping and i was like oh yeah like i I guess it's pretty bad huh and it was just (laughs) oh yeah yeah and that's just kind of like I don't know. That's just kind of how it was the whole time. And I've got tons of demons, tons of shit that bothers the fuck out of me that I think about constantly. And, and, and like all of those are so much like lighter situations than something like this. So it's so funny to me that like probably one of the biggest crazy things in my life that was like super long was just like, eh, you know, like literally just kind of inconvenience. Um, yeah, and I just never is. thought... I just never thought twice about it, you know, and I've even had therapists and shit. Like I, I tell them like, Hey, I'm feeling this way, whatever, whatever. And they, every time they go back and they're like, Oh, it's your, your unprocessed trauma from this. And, and I'm like, no, it's not like I've spent so many hours I'm fine. of work I on figured, this. I'm worked through that already. Yeah. Already it's like, I don't, I don't even think about it. I have no ill will. Like I've, forgiven everybody none of us give a fuck anymore all is well just you know you do your thing i don't want to talk to you that's it and um yeah it's funny i'm I'm sorry i had to get you know kind of weird and personal with it but that was just the only thing i could think of that was truly like damn i definitely should have broken me but i was like well you know like it's fine yeah well that, yeah that's one of them <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to end on a, on a down note sometimes you know spice okay. it up a little bit yeah 
We don't, not everyone uh, should be happy. All right. Everyone should Hell yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's weird if you are. If you don't get to experience these lows, you'll never know how truly high you can go. Exactly. I know that that probably sounds cheesy. I don't think that trauma is something that, you know, or anything, anything bad shit like it's deserved or you need to have that to have good times. But damn, sometimes yeah. it, it helps to differentiate. It is. Yeah. And like if something really awful is going on that you can't get over, if you can't get any grip on like a positive way to look at it, just know that something else equally or worse is going to happen. And you might just be like, eh, oh, well, like I did. You know, that's just kind of how it goes. You know, you your brain selects like it, it at the end of the day, your brain just and your subconscious just does the fucking a lot of work for you, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And you got to either yeah. accept it or kind of pull your way out of it, depending on how it goes, you know? Absolutely. Well, I think uh, the broke you to the inconvenience thing. I think that that's something maybe, Audra, for your, your bank story. I think that's something. Oh, that- yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, honestly, yeah, it, it was probably, it should have broke me. I mean, maybe it did a little bit because, uh, you know, I had the whole PTSD sort of thing going on afterwards. But, you know, I still went to work and um, I was just like, am I getting overtime for staying with you uh, for like checking out the bank and stuff like that? And uh, they're just like, yeah, I guess you can get overtime. And I'm like, well, thanks. You it's should have been it. able to clock in at court, even though you quit the job. There oh, should have yeah. been. I should have gotten paid. Some back pay. Back I should have gotten paid for going to trial. Uh, I couldn't have left, or I couldn't have decided not to go to trial because I was subpoenaed. But, you know, it is what yeah. it is. Man, I'm, I tried to think of something like uh, broke me, but ended up being inconvenient. But all I can think about is chemical burns. And how oh. I would have like a baggie with pens in it uh, that I would use in the lab. Sometimes I would accidentally use them and like touch my face. And then I would just have like, like peeling skin in one area. And like, I'd be like, oh, damn, I probably should go to the doctor about this. I'm like, you know, that's fine. No, I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> I, I don't know how I didn't really have anything like that. My, my buddy Juan I worked with did. He got all over his face one time. A, a hose sprayed. It was really bad. Oh, he, he ended oh up fine. He has no scars or anything. Oh, my God. But um, whenever we'd gone to that new warehouse, we were like, they had us do this shit with hydrochloric acid to make like the concrete like grippy, I guess, or coarse and not like, you know, like slick garage floor. And I inhaled a lot of that shit on accident and it would, I could feel it burn like all the way down to my lungs. It was so, and at one point I was like, I can't fucking do this. Like just, you're going to have a slippery floor. My foot's broken anyway. Yeah. Let me go. (laughs) Let me go. Limping around. (laughs) Oh, so gosh. give us some plugs yeah plug so, your stuff some plugs okay so number one uh nail walker it's a very heavy band um they're based out of austin we're gonna be playing shows when COVID is done you can find it at nailwalker.bandcamp.com nailwalker on spotify um if you search my name uh mason burgess and nailwalker on youtube there's a ton of demos and playthroughs on there um sickleave.bandcamp.com um noise ambient uh we have two records on Bandcamp. i believe one is on spotify garrett and i are about to record a third here pretty quickly um shiftwork podcast uh shiftwork podcast on instagram you can just search shiftwork podcast on youtube it'll come up um we're on everything but apple podcast because they hate my rss feed and i can't fucking figure out how to fix it to save my life um i've been there 
I believe that is it. Um, if you're looking for art and you're really rich and you live in Austin, hit Mason up. Yes, I don't want to say where I work, but if you hit me up, I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, man. But yeah, uh, for I Don't Think Podcasts, you can find us on Spotify. We are now on Apple Podcasts. Um, figured out the RSS feed. Yeah, I figured out the RSS <laughs> feed, so I'm good to go there. Uh, you can follow us at I Don't Think Podcast uh, on Instagram, and you can find all of our other social medias in the bio as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Mason, for coming thank in. You. We really thank appreciate you, you, you as first our very guest. first guest. Yeah. So yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah, I was super excited to do it. Thank you guys for having me on. I've never been on anyone else's show, so it's. Uh, I'm sorry if I was you know <laughs> well we've never had a show to have time, people so. on so it's awesome yeah well <laughs> thank you guys so much i really appreciate it awesome all uh, right guys bye bye